Hello everyone, welcome to DSD Presents Twin Peaks, part 16. My name's John. My name's Nick. Hi Nick, good to see you again. You too, John. <laughs> Only one more week of saying that now. One know, week yeah. away from the finale. Second to last episode, can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. I mean... By that point, we will have podcasted for 16 weeks of TV. Like, well, 17 if you include Mulholland Drive in the middle of it. Oh, God, yeah. Fantastic. I forgot about that. <laughs> this, this is amazing. Yeah. I've really enjoyed doing it. And as much as I'm excited for the finale, I'm, I will be gutted when we're not doing it anymore. Yeah, I've got a break. But yeah. like you say, we'll have a bit of a break, so I'm yeah. excited for that. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, got one more week after this one, but we'll just jump straight into it if you're okay with that. Definitely. Go ahead. This is a big episode. We get quite a few things... Uh, we've been waiting for we get quite a few things we've been trying to find out revealed so yeah just jump into it and we pick up with uh evil dale evil cooper mr cooper whatever you want to call him he's driving richard horn after the last episode when they, when they met up yeah yeah uh i found it quite funny when he picked him up in the last episode uh cooper tells him well we'll talk in the car and by the look of it, there's no talking going on i know they're completely <laughs> silent like the whole way aren't they yeah they're driving all the way I'll be honest with you, I've only put something together tonight when, about half an hour ago, when I was thinking about this, but they drive to a location and it's coordinates that Evil Cooper's been given. And they, they both get out the car and they shine the uh, the flashlight from the Jeep or truck, whatever it is, up to a big rock on the top of the hill. And it's like, I've been given three, three coordinates, two of them match exactly. What would you do if you were given that information to Richard? And he's like, well, I'd check the two that match. And it's like, yeah, perfect, genius. Go up there and check it. <laughs> so uh, what, what I'm taking from this is basically he's been given three coordinates, one by the uh, Bowie Kettle, mm-hmm. one by Ray, who he killed in the arm wrestling uh, thing the other week, and one by Diane, who sh- which she got from the arm of Ruth da- Davenport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't know which one to believe. I think the two that match are the uh, Bowie Kettle and Ray. Because they're fake coordinates, they're trying to t- they're trying to send him somewhere to kill him. Oh. The one that doesn't match is the Diane coordinates, which is the correct one, which is the sheriff department of Twin Peaks, yeah, yeah. because she found it weeks ago on the uh, on the location yeah, finder. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm just assuming this location is the two that matched. He, sent, he sends his son Richard Horn up to go and check it out. Why? Well, like, how did they know that this would be the location it was though because as as we find out in this scene um, it's not the safest of places to be no um, how did they know this well I think that's the trap they've left the trap there for oh, to, they've to actually kill him I think trap. so yeah and giving him the coordinates deliberately knowing it'd then kill him but Cooper being evil Cooper being smart has sent Richard up instead yeah, yeah. and sacrificed his own son to like check whether it was the correct coordinate. We don't find out this this out until the end of the scene though, do we? Yeah. That is this son. He sent Richard up there and while he's climbing his way up, Jerry Horn finds his way out of the woods, <laughs> runs over in some stupor with a binoculars, trying to look the wrong way with the binoculars <laughs> to see what's going on. But I've only just realised the significance of that. The Rich Twin Peaks. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, put it yeah. together. Like, yeah, because he's there watching it. It means the Rich Twin Peaks, and he's watched his nephew die because it's his nephew into uh, God, Richard yeah, Horn. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, so while while all this is going on, Richard Horn gets to the top of the, the this rock thing, and he's like, "I'm here," and then it just 
kills him. Like he just goes up in a ball of flame. It's like electricity, isn't it? Yeah, like electric flame, and his head is just left at the end, and then it just like pfft, like a firework just goes off. Yeah. Kind of thing. And Evil Cooper's just like uh, goodbye, my son, or whatever. And that's that's where we find out that is his son. Yeah, and that's the only use he had for him, just so. Uh, Check out. I mean, I don't know whether he's been sent to the Black Lodge or something. Now I've no idea. But he, he, he looked like he was he was killed in a very painful way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Evil Cooper turns around and, and drives off, but Jerry Horn is just having like a freak out on top of that hill, watching it through the binoculars the wrong way round. <laughs> yeah, I think I think at the like after he sees it as well, after he sees Richard be killed, he starts blaming the binoculars. Like, oh, bad binoculars, bad binoculars. Yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's like. <laughs> But he is, he is a bit of a weird character, though, um, Jerry, isn't he? Yeah, a bit of an oddball. Uh, are you okay to jump onto the next scene? We then jump to uh, who I now know is called Chantal and Hutch. I've been calling them Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee for the whole series. Chantal and Hutch, that's well. <laughs> yeah, Gary Hutch, I think he's called. Uh, and they pull up at Dougie Jones's house with the intention of killing him, killing him I believe. They were told by Evil Cooper, kill, uh, I think it was called something Todd, Duncan Todd, the Vegas casino man, and kill Dougie Jones in Vegas. They killed one last week. They've come now to kill Dougie Jones. Yeah, yeah. So they're parked up, like, staking out the house. And while they're doing that, the clown clown FBI people <laughs> from the last few episodes finally turn up. They've finally got the right man this time. They turn up at the house, but he's not home because we know he's in hospital. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these FBI clowns are just like, oh my god, he's not here. You know, stake it out and wait until he comes back. Tells this little like helper dude to, to to wait here, stake it out until he comes back and let me know when he does. So now we've got Chantal and Hutch, and the FBI both on opposite sides of the street staking out Dougie yeah. Jones's house. Uh, that's all we get really in that scene. We then just have a quick flash of Dale uh, in a coma in hospital. Uh, uh, Bushnell Mullins is there, the, the manager of the uh, insurance company. Janie Jones and Sonny Jim are all there just uh, just watching over him. Bushnell's asking how he is, you know, when he's saying he looks good considering yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And while all this is going on, the Mitchums turn up. <laughs> the Mitchums are fast becoming my favourite like, new this. characters. I love like, these uh, two. I think they're amazing. Like James Belushi, uh, is it, I, I don't want to say a bit of a joke, but... He became just a bit of a kind of like, you know, he was doing like rubbish films and stuff like that. He was yeah. quite big in the 80s, uh, James and John Belushi. But like in the 90s and 2000s, he's kind of... Are they both brothers or...? Oh, sorry, James and John Belushi are brothers, but John Belushi's died. But they were, they were both oh, dead popular so in the James 80s. James Belushi, he's, I'm guessing he's not the one that was in Prison Break. No, sorry, that's Robert Nepper, the other guy. Yeah, Teabag, yep. So, 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 so we've got Teabag. <laughs> and James Belushi, and James yeah. Belushi. Uh, but he was dead popular back in the eighties and stuff. He did like Canine. Oh yeah, no, remember no, the that's... film with the dog and stuff. Like yeah, he was yeah. quite a popular comedian, like a comic actor. But he he's fell off the map. But Lynch has given him, you know, given him this part, and he's amazing again. No, he I, is. I think he's he, fantastic. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's funny. He's likable. Like uh, him and Robert ne- Robert Nepper, they're both great. But they turn up with just like a load of trays of sandwiches. Trays <laughs> of sandwiches and all sorts, don't they? Like, yeah. I just want to make you comfortable while you're here because I'm sure you don't want to eat the hospital food and all that. Yeah, telling uh, Sonny Jim, eat something. Sonny Jim, you've got to keep your strength up while your dad's in a coma. I mean, these, these two are supposed to be like mob bosses <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they're just the most likeable characters in the world. They're great, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll come back to that in a minute, actually, to be honest. Uh but uh, that's all we really get in that scene. The Mitchums come in, give them the food, and are just inquiring about uh, 
I think I think in this scene though they actually ask for a key from Janie, don't they? Oh, so that's the big deal, yeah. Um, yes, Jenny, can we have a key for your house? And she's like, why? He's like, we want to stock your house for you, you know, so you're not wanting for anything kind of thing. And she's like, oh, you're so wonderful. And she's like, the sunny gym. These are the people who bought you your jungle gym and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. No, don't, don't they say, oh, every kid deserves a jungle gym, don't you think, Johnny sunny gym? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, we then get a very brief scene of Gordon Cole back in the hotel surrounded by a technology that looks like it's from like 1982 or something like do you know what's that yeah yeah it's like cutting back and forth from the uh te- technology keeping dougie cooper alive you know the uh, heart monitor and stuff yeah, and it yeah. flashes to gordon cole in this room surrounded by old technology but it looks like the heart monitors almost just yeah, dotted yeah. around him and he's just stood there just kind of like meditating in the, in the middle of the room just like <laughs> doesn't do anything doesn't say anything <laughs> just a really weird scene and uh, we then jump jump back from there. We go back to uh, the hospital again. And Janie and uh, Sonny Jim just have to go to the toilet. I don't know. I think Sonny Jim asked, it says, oh, I need to wait. And Janie is just like, oh, I'll, we'll go and find your little boy's room. Kind of yeah, thing. so while, while they go off, they leave Bushnell with, with Dale, I think. Uh, but again, we'll jump out. This is one of those episodes that just jumps back and forth constantly. We then jump to the Mitchums arriving at uh, the Jones house in Vegas. They pull up in the white limo, followed by a food truck. <laughs> and both uh, Chantal and Hutch and the FBI are like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> they let themselves into the house with like trays of sandwiches, just loads of catering yeah, yeah. and food and stuff. And while all this is going on, a neighbour pulls up in his white accounting car. You know, it was yeah, like Zaw- Zalowski accounting or yeah, something. Yeah. And he can't pull into his driveway because uh, Chantal and Hutch are ever so slightly blocking the way <laughs> the way into his driveway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they were really yeah. blocking it at all. He was just being a dick, wasn't he? He was, and he gets out. I'm sure I've seen this guy in something else as well, this bald yeah. guy, and I can't think what it is. But he's fuming, and he's like, get out of the way, you know, I need to pull into my driveway. And they're, they're, like, they're like effing and jeffing, going, fuck off, and we were here first or whatever. So he just gets back into his car and just starts ramming the, ramming the van they're in which starts like this massive shootout. We've been discussing it in work, very like Tarantino-esque. It was very, very... I, I did get that feeling from this scene, like, yeah. Definitely, and I mean, not just because of, like Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Leigh are in it. Uh, going back to what I'm sure we've discussed this before, people always say that his stuff's Tarantino-esque, but Tarantino copied him first. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, his stuff yeah. is Lynch-esque kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a... a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing yeah, like yeah. Tarantino copied him and people now say he's copying Tarantino kind of thing but yeah big shootout occurs uh, Chantal and Hutch try to get away and this neighbour guy just guns them both down in the truck with, it, with an Uzi <laughs> like, like I think they, obviously you see uh, Chantal getting like taken taken down like quite quickly but yeah there's this very drawn out thing with uh hutch and um, that is tim roffers now yeah um but, but like you see him getting shot and like he's just kind of stood, uh, taking all these bullets but he keeps shooting him and he just still stood there taking all these bullets yeah, it's got like and a million it, squibs i swear on. it i swear it goes on for a good minute just him being shot <laughs> just like wow yeah. this guy's taking a lot of bullets <laughs> absolutely wastes him and eventually the truck just rolls to a stop like in, in one of the houses yeah yeah Tim Roth's absolutely like hamburger by this point. 
the guy just goes to turn away and turn and walk away. But then the FBI are like, freeze, FBI. And it's like they've done nothing the whole time. Know, yeah. <laughs> just watch this murder go on. <laughs> oh, God, I loved it. I thought at first the guy was going to turn on the FBI and like take I did, out you well, know, but... yeah. But no, he just drops his gun, doesn't he? Yeah. And the, uh, yeah. So they arrest I, him. I, I think, I think, was it the FBI or who was it who says it now? Oh no, it was the Minchum brothers. The Minchums, yeah. the Minchums like, like, but yeah, what kind of neighbourhood is this? Yeah, like, what kind of fucking neighbourhood is this? Uh, Robert Nepp is like, uh, people are very stressed nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> very stressed, um, so they just shoot out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, I, I love the whole scene. That's one of my highlights of the show so far, I think. Uh, really oh, it was enjoyed amazing, it. I loved that scene. Although, saying that, would have jumped now to, I think, possibly my highlight of the season so far. I think if if I'm correct, I might agree 100. Yeah. percent We jump back to the hospital, and it's just Bushnell now waiting with Dale, but he can hear some kind of weird whistling noise. Did you notice that? I don't know if I did. You know, I want to just put this together again. He heard like a weird like coming from like outside in the hallway, and it led him outside. Yeah. I mean, I, but, I, see, I didn't hear it, but and I, I I got from his reaction that he heard something which led him out. I didn't realise there was a noise there, though. I think I'm sure... I mean, I'll have to double-check. I've only watched it the once, but I'm sure there's a whistling noise. But just thinking it's like the noise in, in the Great Northern Hotel. See, I I've, I didn't actually hear this noise, but at the same time, I don't think I was hearing much in the Great Northern Hotel. Um, but I, while he was walking out, I was like, I wonder if this is the same noise that was being heard in the... I actually Great thought Northern, this yeah. when I was watching it, so... I've only just put that together now. It's like a tone almost, just a... <laughs> so Bushnell leaves, and Dale just wakes straight up out, out of the uh, out of the bed. And he has a vision of, of Mike, the one-armed man in the, uh, in the Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. And he just says to him, like, finally, you are awake, or whatever, and he's back, we're talking. I just look, just straight away, he's just back into Dale Cooper. Just like, 100%. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The way he wait- just snaps back into character. I've been waiting for, well, this, this, this the 16th episode now. Yeah. I've been waiting for 16 episodes for, for Dale for Cooper this, to come yeah. back. And, and I, don't, I, I don't know, I've, I, feel, I feel like it's come at the perfect time still. I just, it, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely... I told you, I messaged you last night, I was like, I was welling up at certain bits of it. Like, oh, it was yeah. like, just, like, nostalgic, you know, just a weird nostalgic thing. Definitely, Because yeah. even though he looks a bit older, he's still playing it like Dale Cooper from, like, 1991. Oh, you know what I mean? It really is good. And uh, the one-armed man tells him that the lowdown, basically, saying that uh, you you went out, but the other one didn't come back in. Uh, and he gave him the uh, the owl ring, the jade yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, said, take this with you. yeah. And when he, I think when he mentioned that he didn't come back in, he shows the little gold seed. He did, yeah. Which we now know the called seeds because that's what Cooper's calling them. Yeah, yeah. And Cooper tells him, I need you to make me another seed. And he takes a lock of his hair and gives it to him. Uh, and my theory with that, as I mentioned to him, were today. Well, before you go on, sorry, we were talking about this earlier, and I, and, and I said to you, didn't I, that I thought that maybe Cooper was the one that made Dougie in the first place. Yeah. You very quickly shut me down. Um, like... But in for a good reason because I feel like your theory was more more 
well, I don't know if it's correct or not, but I, I feel like it had a lot more premise than mine. It, like my theory that Cooper, was, my theory that um, Cooper was not made it was purely because he knew what the seed was and he asked for another one. Yeah, but your your what if you want to go into it like yeah, that made well, a lot more sense. The the, the one our man mentions that these things are manufactured, so I think the evil Cooper manufactured Dougie Jones as a decoy so that he wouldn't get pulled back in. Dougie Jones would get pulled back in first. And that would explain why Dougie Jones was a bit shit. Like, he was cheating on his wife with prostitutes and stuff, you know, gambling, gambling problems, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think now Cooper has given him a lock of his hair to make another seed, but from good Cooper, to leave with Janie E and Sonny Jim. But that'll be a good version of Dougie Jones. No, that actually makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So I think that we'll we'll get back to that in the finale next week, but he does that, and the one-armed man leaves him be. And Bushnell comes back in and is like, oh, my God, you know, and I'm actually Jane... I think Janie and uh, Sonny Jane come back in at this point. And they're like, oh my God, Dougie, you're awake. And like Dale's first reaction is to like pat the bed for Sonny Jane, like to sit down next well, to him. Well, I actually think that um, Bushnell comes in first, like you said. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, Bushnell, give me the sandwiches. Yeah, I'm starving, Bushnell, give me those sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, yeah, yes, Dougie. <laughs> yeah. Just such a Cooper thing to do. Like, <laughs> It's great. And then Sonny Jim comes in. This is what I love as well. I was thinking, like, when he wakes up, will he have any memory of what's been going on for the last, like, 15 years? Yeah, I've thought this myself. And just the fact he remembers all of it, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Like, you know, he, he won't have to break the heart. Well, he, he kind of does anyway. But yeah, yeah, He won't have to break the heart so, so much. Uh, and get Sonny Jim up on the bed with him and stuff. And just go straight back to business, basically. He's, uh, he says, you know, Janie, go and get a doctor in here to give me a, to, to check me out because I want to get out today, kind of thing. Uh, and... The whole point of this scene is really that he's given a clean bill of health. He can leave straight away. Yeah. Uh, oh, and he le- he leaves a message with Bushnell for Gordon yeah, Cole. For Gordon Cole. He yes. says Gordon Cole will phone here asking about me. Tell him this, and Bushnell puts the note in his pocket, kind of thing. Um, I, f- I, f- I feel like who was it who said it? Now he was like, "Oh, the FBI are on the way as well." Um, the FBI called the run the way, and he went, Bushnell. "Oh, good, fantastic." But then he just fucks off. I'm just like, "I've gone." <laughs> Oh no, that's the big thing at the end. I, I love that. At the very end, he's leaving and Bushnell's like, what about the FBI? And he's turning around and goes, I am the FBI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, the, so the theme good. kicks in and stuff and he just walks mm-hmm. out. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh, that so is amazing. <laughs> I, I can understand why you'd cry at that point. That that would make that... Yeah, that it's like, I, was, I was walling up. I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. My heart, my heart fluttered in that bit. I was like, yeah. oh, that's amazing. Just nostalgia, like and the theme kicking in and stuff. Like It was so good. Uh, he leaves and the, the, to go and get in the car with Janie and Sonny Jim. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, what point it is, but I love... I, I, he might be in the car in the in this bit, but I just love how he's got his little flask of coffee. Yeah. Like, he's always got this coffee on him. Yeah. Oh, God. Dale Cooper. Yeah, back to being Dale again. Yeah. Uh, actually, a bit before he left the hotel, he phoned the uh, Mitchums at home mm. and said, you know, Mitchums, I need a... Uh, Need a plane to. I need you uh, to meet me at the, in the lobby of the casino. That's right. I need yeah. you to get a, a plane a ready. Plane to Spokane, Washington. <laughs> but even them two are like, yep, yep, no, no problems, Dougie. We'll get that done straight away. Like James Blush is like, what's Dougie up to now? Like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Dougie Jones. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love oh, it. loving it. So they head straight off to the casino in the car. And at first, Jane is going to drive. And Dale's like, don't worry, I'll drive. And like, moves her out of the way. And she like speeds down the highway. And Sonny Jim's like, Dad can drive good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And during all this, the uh, the theme's just been playing over the whole thing. 
uh, we then transition from that to Diane in the hotel. And did you notice the exact point that the Twin Peaks theme stops? It's still playing over this bit as well. She checks her phone and she's got a text message from Cooper earlier in the episode with a smiley face saying all. All smiley face, wasn't yeah. it? And something about it just seems to trigger something in her, like... It just it, it literally like the the look on her face like she was just drinking and obviously like she's not ever been in like she's never looked to be a happy person throughout the season but this point like she just looked so fucking I don't know the look on her face was just distraught yeah it's like wow but um yeah this this all smiley face really set some off in her and she 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 was almost like sweating and shaking as well yeah. she just looked terrified almost am i right in thinking though she replied to him at this point with the coordinates she instantly replied with like a bit like i'm assuming these are the coordinates which as you were talking about before which um she sent to him and they were the correct ones if your theory is correct i'm assuming you are correct which leads to the sheriff's department at twin peaks we'll get back to that at the end yeah yeah. uh she replies with that and she then heads up to Gordon Cole's room in the hotel. Before you go on, like I'm, I'm sure you're probably going to bring this up, but just last week you were talking. I, I don't, I can't remember if it was on the pod or off the pod, but you, 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 you mentioned to me of David Lynch's own music, and uh, I think you actually you, you played me off. I know this was off the pod, but you played me a a snippet of his music and i think it was this song actually that you played yeah it's susie i think i played your clown something this one's called american girl isn't it oh so it wasn't this one it was something clown something i played no but this one that was played it was called american girl is that what it was i I didn't check to be honest at the end credits it was called american i think it was american girl american woman it might have been Uh, something like that but um but it sounded very familiar to me because it sounded very much like what you played me um obviously like if if you what you're saying is correct it's not the right same song but but yeah like as soon as it played i got really excited at this because like we, we see we see diane of diane walking up a corridor and this music played and i was like oh my god this is david lynch's music this is and i got like even though you've only shown me this very small snippet of this song i got really excited i was like yeah. oh my god this is david lynch's music and i got really excited it's funny you mentioned that i watched it with my sister last night when that kicked in i was like oh lynch's music <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly like i i got really excited like i got like i think there's two bits in this episode which i got excited and it was when like you say, the Twin Peaks, the original Twin Peaks theme kicked in when Dale woke up. I was like, but when this kicked in as well, I was like, ah. Of course, I love it. I mean, I should download some of his music because, like, I think I'd love it. You know, it's just it's weird, but no, I, I love it. Like this bit, it's got this weird like snare drum kind of sound to it. Like it's like a and just the weird like lyrics yeah. on top of it kind of thing. Yeah, I was loving it. Like, I loved and, it, me. Again, it, like, attention. It's literally just a scene of her walking down the corridor, but mm. I like even before she gets to the door, that scene of her just walking out. I loved every second of it. Um, it's because of the music more than anything. If I'm honest yeah. with you, I, I absolutely loved it, and it all cum- culminates to the point where Diane gets to the hotel door, and she just stands there not knowing what to do. And you hear Gun and Cole just going, come in, Diane. <laughs> I mean, I can't figure out how she, he knew she was there. But, yeah. But 
This is Twin Peaks. And I'm, I'm starting to believe now that anybody involved in these blue blue rose cases, they have a bit of an extrasensory perception kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Just some kind of something else going on kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he invites Diane in. And I, I can't remember exactly how this, this goes down now, to be honest, but I think she basically says, I'm ready to, ready to, t- to tell you now about... Evil Cooper or something? I think I think he says, like, you, you asked me about the night oh, so, um, yeah. Dale um, visited me and I'm finally ready to tell you about it. And she, in a nutshell, she essentially says, he visited me. He, he didn't knock on the door. He just walked in. And cutting a long story short, it basically, he raped her that night. And, and... She looked very distraught on it, but we find out that I mean, I I I can't figure out what to take from this because she seemed pretty distraught from it. But as we find out from this scene as well, there's more to her than yeah. I, I'm with you. I can't really work out what exactly is going on here. Uh, I love the performance by Laura Dern, the way she played this. Like she looked like like heartbroken and terrified yeah. when she was doing it. She mentions about how, like, he came in for a kiss and she just knew straight away at that point it wasn't Cooper. Well, she said, like, he kissed her and she instantly felt, like, this this feeling of or something dread or dread, something. Yeah, something like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> so she just knew straight away it wasn't Cooper. And she explains in detail that he went on to rape her. But after that, he took her to a gas station, which is the convenience store. See, they say this. She said this. She went. He, he, he took me to a gas station, which often we know is that room above the convenience store. Yeah. But then she said he took me to the sheriff's station, or something like mm. that. She mentioned the ster- the sheriff's station, and and I and I couldn't figure out why she mm. said that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I missed that to be honest with you. I'm that pretty is. sure this was. I'm I like might have to go back and check it. Like I might, I might bring it up on the next episode. Yeah, for the finale. But, but I'm almost certain she mentioned that she she was she also went to the sheriff station or something. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Look, we'll, we'll definitely come back to that. I mean, we go on from that. This is what I don't get with the whole Diane thing. She seems to have the real Diane fighting her way through at points. Yeah, definitely. But then she'll flip back into like evil Cooper Diane. Yeah. And it ends after she explains about the gas station. She checks the text message again, and it sets her off to go for the gun in the handbag. But Albert and Tammy is just straight away just shoot her dead. Well, she says to him, she's like, "I'm not me. I'm not me." Yeah, she's in like, a very robotic me. voice. It's like, "I'm not me. I'm not me. I'm not real," or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, Tammy and Albert shoot her, and she just like disappears out of frame. <laughs> Yeah, she's literally vanishes, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, there's no bullet holes or anything. I love that. <laughs> when they first shoot her, there's blood all over the wall behind her. But then, like, it rewinds and she just disappears and all the blood's gone off the wall and stuff uh, to the Black Lodge. Because we see, we see it, we actually see her in there, don't we? We've seen it happen before, though, when uh, Laura, Laura Palmer in, like, episode one or two, she was in the Black Lodge and she, like, disappeared that way, off screen. Where to, I don't know, you know, but... Uh, we then get the scene with with Laura, Diane, in the Black Lodge, and uh, the one-armed man says, "You're being manufactured." I don't know why it's Arnold Schwarzenegger all of a sudden, but yeah, you've been manufactured, and uh, she's like, "I know, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> in good in good old Diane fashion. Yeah, 
and her face like crumples in and the whole body's flickering and stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, like black smoke comes out of her face and... I think we see, we get a seed, don't another we? Another seed. Was it silver, this one, though? It looked like gold when it came out, but on the chair it looked silver almost. Oh, really? It might just be a, a light I, thing, I didn't you know actually I mean? see that. I, I, I just remember it being gold when it came yeah. out of her face. So uh, another person's been manufactured, but whether this means Diane's been killed or or what, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll find out next week. Is Judy Diane in that jail cell? Oh, you know? God, I imagine. Never know. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much where we leave that scene there. We then move on to where uh, Dale arrives at the casino and the Mitchums have arranged uh, the plane for him. And he has to say goodbye to Janie E and Sonny Jim. And again, I found this quite uh, quite emotional, to be honest with you. Oh, it was? This was yeah. very emotional. What is saying goodbye to them? Because you've been saying for weeks that it's not, not going to end well kind of thing, you know, the whole JDE plot line. Uh, but yeah, he, he's telling him he's got to go away for a while, but he'll, he he, he, he uh, makes a uh, error at one point. He says, uh, look, Dougie will be... Oh, you know, referring to Dougie as somebody else, and they're like, what, you're not Dougie? <laughs> like... Uh, and he's like, look, I'll come back. And even sort of Jim's like, you're not, you're not my dad. And it's like, I'm, I am your father. Like, you know, there's no doubt about it, kind of thing. I feel like Sonny Jimmy shout. He starts shouting at one point, though, doesn't he? Like, you are my father. You are my father. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just adamant and said, I am your father. Because in a roundabout way, he is. Really. Sonny Jim is the child of Dougie Cooper, who's a, who's like a clone of Evil Cooper, who's a clone of Cooper. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So in a roundabout way, he is his father. He like, is, uh, in one way or the other. Yeah, so he's just adamant, I am your father and I, and I will come back, you know. I guess if there was a the DNA way. test of them, he would be the biological father, wouldn't he? Mm. So. But like, like like your theory from before goes, that like about how he he's going to make another version of himself for them, like from himself. So instead of it being the evil, well, not the evil, but the... The sloppy Dougie that they had before. Yeah, it's the prostitute be, using gambling Dougie Jones. It's, go, it's going to be like a good clone of... Uh, yeah, going to be a coffee drinking, thumbs up in uh, Bill Cooper. <laughs> that would be the best dad of wouldn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he lives in there. Even like Janie says to him, I don't care who you are, just don't go kind of thing. Like she's just adamant to keep him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll be back. You know, you just, just let me go to, to do this job. And he leaves them with the Mitchums. But they're both heartbroken kind of thing. I'm just wondering now, just thinking about it, whether Cooper's going to survive the series. He might leave a clone of himself behind with Janie E, but him and Evil Cooper might have to kill each other, to, you know, to get back to the Black Lodge or something. Uh, maybe, and maybe to end the whole thing. Like, uh, uh, yes, we, he, he leaves them with the Mitchums in their limo. And I think you mentioned this earlier. He's like drinking a coffee out of like. <laughs> oh, is this tall, where it is in the back, glass, of the, like, uh, the back of the limo? In the back yeah. of the limo, that like uh, James Belushi orders like a Bloody Mary or something. <laughs> Gets that passed over, and he's just there with a the coffee in the middle. And he explains, we, "Guys, we're going to uh, the sheriff's department at Twin Peaks." They're like, "Ah, Dougie, you know, we're not usually welcoming those kind of locations." It's like that all changes today, fellas. You know, I know you've both got hearts of gold. So, you know, it's all changing now. And then, like, one of Mandy, Candy, and Sandy are like, they do, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I love that, though. I love, yeah. I, 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 like you say, I love these scenes with the Mitchum brothers. I love yeah. It. But, like, I mean, what, what, does that just mean that the Mitchum brothers are just all of a sudden going to be, like, even though they were mob bosses, like, they're just, 
Just, just because uh, they've helped Dale Cooper. It's like you've got hearts of gold. <laughs> <laughs> you're off. You're off for every crime you've ever committed. That is one thing, actually. Though I do love the fact that Dale Cooper just kind of loves everyone around him. You know, like early when he was saying to Bushnell, like you're one of the best guys, the most honourable men I've ever yeah, met, yeah. that kind of thing. And to JDE, you know, like he was like uh, giving her plaudits and stuff, saying how good she was and stuff. I mean, and, thinking back to the original series, um, um, what's his name? Oh, the the FBI agent, the one Albert. That, Albert, um, like he, he when they first introduced him in the original series, he's like, right, he can, he can be a bit, he can be a bit um, standoffish, but yeah. but he's a great guy. Can he's it's it's always been that with people. He's always yeah. loved people. Everyone, he's always been. And everyone else was like, really, he's a great guy. He's like, yeah, he's a great guy. No, no, yeah. And Albert was like swearing at people and stuff. But he's like, no, just give him a chance. He's a great guy. Kind of thing. <laughs> I love, yeah, he, he, I, I agree. He really does seem to just have a love for everyone around yeah, him. Yeah, he's just a great character. And see, I think he's not my favourite TV character, to be honest, ever. Like, he's, he's so he is good. amazing. I, I, I can see where that's going. I, I can agree with that, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we're coming to the end, to be honest with you. We then go from there too. So we know that Dale Cooper's back on the way to Twin Peaks. We then cut to the roadhouse. Audrey's finally made it to the roadhouse with Charlie. They rock up at the bar. And we get a performance from uh, Eddie Vedder on stage, but performing under the name Edward Severus the Third. I think <laughs> I don't know whether that's his real name or not. It might be, to be honest. I'm not Maybe. even sure. Like, but he's the lead singer of Pearl Jam, and he's just doing this random like acoustic performance kind of thing <laughs> on his own. Like, very weird. But he does the whole song. It's great, great performance. And after that, we then get announced uh, Audrey's dance. Yeah, it's like, okay, next up, ladies and gentlemen, is Audrey's dance. And literally the entire crowd just part and they leave the dance floor open. Yeah. And and, and this, I feel like this is reminiscent to the original series as well oh, because cause we've, we've, had, we've had, like in the original series, we had Audrey dancing in, in the middle of this floor, like alone, um, like before. So like, yeah. it was like it, it was very reminiscent of that for me. And like the music, I'm sure you recognise the music was from Definitely. series two as well. Definitely, like the, yes. You know, that weird like jazz kind of like yes. uh, music. And she just starts dancing. Charlie's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> She just starts dancing on the on the stage. Have you got any opinion over who attacks that person in the crowd? She's dancing, and a guy runs over, shouts something at a guy in the crowd, and smashes like well, a glass he, over he, his he says, doesn't he? Like, that's my wife. Yeah, or something. So, I, I mean, I don't know if like do you know in the uh, in like the little scenes in the booths where we've we've spoke about some some people with wives and yeah. And maybe that's something to do with that. I'm, I can't be a hundred percent convinced on it, but like I'm starting to think that maybe some of the scenes, maybe not all of them, but some of the scenes in the roadhouse are purely part of Audrey's imagination. I totally agree. Either her imagination or like some weird other black lodge going on or something like you know, yeah. just some weird like a white lodge. Yeah, something like that maybe. Yeah, because I, I, it's very weird. Because. It, it it all seems very weird that's been going on there and yep. last episode we obviously seen that that screaming girl in in the roadhouse and I haven't got a clue what she's doing but yeah I yeah. I I've, I have to believe that well I don't have to believe but like I I choose to believe that like maybe 
yeah, it's all part of her little imagination. All like you say, like part of the White Lodge, but we'll get to that no, at the end of this scene. I, I agree with you definitely. Uh, there was a scene the other week in the Roadhouse where two girls were talking about a character called Tina, and the only way we've heard of Tina is through Audrey's phone call. Yeah. That was in her scene, you know what I mean? So it's like it could all be just tied together. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe maybe this is the, one of these characters is the wife of the person that got or the the wife of the person that punched the person or something. Yeah. Something like that. But then as the dance goes on, excuse me, Audrey then it then flashes to her. She's sh- shrieking at Charlie, get me out of here, Charlie, but then it cuts to her in like a white room. No makeup on, just shrieking at herself in the mirror. And you hear like an electric charge just over the background, which, as we know, yeah. is like a bad sign. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I believe I don't believe we uh, we said this exactly, but I think we did say in a previous episode that um, that that Charlie guy would be her psychiatrist. Is that the right? Yeah, like a therapist. or Therapist, something, yeah. essentially. Yeah, and we, we, I think we did say that in an earlier episode. So, like, yeah, we kind of expected that yeah on the right lines kind of thing we we kind of expected that audrey was going to not be right in the head and and as of the beginning of this episode as well we kind of learned that there's a good reason for it as well not only did at the end of the second season did she get blown up in a in a in the vault yeah but she we now know that she was actually raped by evil by evil cooper and she was given she'd given birth to a child a demon child <laughs> a demon child yeah isn't yeah, yeah uh, just one of the little detail on that before the dancing happened uh, audrey and charlie were at the bar and charlie offers a toast saying to us and she's like to billy yeah <laughs> who this billy is i, I was gonna say who is billy yeah <laughs> whether it's part of her delusion or not i don't know yeah but. I mean, are we assuming it's a delusion or are we thinking she's in the... I, I it no it feels idea. to me like it's got to be a delusion. It's got to... Like, yeah. I, I think she's kind of lost it. Um, like, rightly so. I'm not saying... I'm, I'm, I think rightly so, but... Um, like, I think she's she's lost it a bit. It must play in with the finale. It must It must do, you know, uh, somehow. I can't wait for this next season. Yeah. I, it, it, that's the end of the episode, isn't it? It is. It just finishes then with a shot of the band playing everything backwards. Do you notice that? The Was it playing it backwards? Drums backwards and everything, yeah, like, as oh. if, like, you were in the Black Lodge or something. Oh, my God, maybe that's it then. Mm. I, I, I didn't click onto that, but maybe that's it then, yeah. Yeah, playing the drums and it, like and the cymbals are all just going everything. They're just recording it and playing it backwards, basically. The, oh, maybe maybe yeah. it's like the White Lodge then. Mm. Yeah, so we end there. But the only point I want to make for next week is that I think I mentioned it to you. Excuse me. Everything now is heading to the sheriff's department at Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like they're literally placing people there in the department. So like James is there, the English dude with the power glove is there. Who we think is Judy is there. Chad, Chad. <laughs> I don't know what Chad, part Chad's going to yeah, play. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what part Chad's going to play, but he's there still. But it feels like everyone's being placed at the sheriff's department. Like ne- next episode, I imagine like maybe Big Ed or something will probably end up, end up going there. Maybe, or, but yeah. um, we know that Dale Cooper's on his way. Bobby will be there. Sheriff Truman will be there. Uh, Hawk, Hawk will be, be there. there so. We know that Evil Dale's going there. We 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 we're aware that Dale. Eat good Dale's going there. The Mitchum brothers are going. I don't know what the da- the Mitchum brothers are going to have to do with it, but they're going to be there anyway. Can't wait to see what it'll be. <laughs> well, literally, there's going to be big 
amal- amalgamation of all these characters in one place. And yeah, the whole cast. I can't wait piece. for it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah it's going to be amazing. Wait. Like one thing I will say, um, um, I am quite curious to see because I feel like Laura Palmer had a part to play in the beginning, but we've not seen her since. I'm, She's definitely coming back. I'm She'll curious to see back. what her part in the next episode will be because I feel like there's got to be some appearance from her there. I'm just thinking, will Sarah Palmer be arrested for the murder of that guy or something? She'll end up in the jail cell as well. Oh, know? maybe. Oh, God. Something like that, maybe. Mm. So it's, it's all very exciting. I can't wait. Can't wait. Maybe one more week and we'll be... And the finale, we'll know. We'll know what's going to happen. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all done. Are you okay with that? Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I've, I've, I've finished everything I need to say about the episode. Great stuff. Just a bit, a quick bit of social media. Uh, before we do, I'd like, I'd like to rate it if that's okay. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, I'll let you go first. It, it, you know it, what mine is. <laughs> it, it doesn't need. It, it won't take very long. I'm giving it a five <laughs> stars. This is a five star episode. I've, I think I've given it like the last three or four five stars. Yeah. And this to me is. I mean, if I could, I'd give it a five point five six six star out of five. But this is this is a top notch episode. This yeah. was amazing. I've loved it. I mean, I, I heard something on, on another podcast the other day, and they were loving it. And they're comparing it to like 2001, even though it's a TV show. Because they're saying it's going for a similar thing. It's going for to make you feel something as opposed to making any logical sense. Like it's just trying to make you feel emotions, and that's yeah. what that film does. No, yeah. And I, I, can, I totally agree. I think it's amazing. Like, no, it's yeah, amazing. Five stars for me. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, so uh, you're okay to jump into social media? Yeah, we'll and, just finish off there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, you can catch me at Taylor1980. I'm at DST Nick. And do you know the other? <laughs> <laughs> I do know the others. We have a main <laughs> podcast, which is at DST Podcast on Twitter. Um, and we have a Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DST Podcast. Or if you can't be asked, type in the URL. Just type in Don't Spoil the Ending Podcast in the little search bar at the top and you'll find us. Nice one. So if you've got any feedback, any questions, anything at all you want to tell us, whether you you like the show, you don't like the show, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think we're pretty much done before the finale, the big finale <sighs> next week. Can't wait for next week. It's going to be the final episode of this, and that means we've done 17 episodes yeah. of this show. 18 if we include Mulholland Drive. Oh, sorry, it'll be 17 with Mulholland Drive. Oh, is it? Because one and two were joint as well. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. you're very correct. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's been a long, long oh, path, but we're, we're nearly there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to finish, mainly because I'm excited to see the finale. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm, I'm really anxious to see this this finale. I can't wait. Uh, I, I say I'm just quite proud of it. We're, we're podcasting now for nearly, nearly two full TV shows. We were talking before, we? like, with this episode, if we include the Game of Thrones one we've done as well, we've actually done, between me and you, we've done more episode than yeah. the actual main podcast yeah we'll have finished on a how many game of thrones were the seven seven yeah. we'll have finished on like what 24 tv podcasts and we've, we've, <laughs> not, we've, we've not even gotten that far on the yeah, uh, on the main podcast the yeah main the, podcast. yeah so uh if you look back to the start of the year i never thought would have been would have done that much no, pod, tv didn't. podcasting oh, no, like uh, it's quite an, quite an accomplishment if you feel differently feel free to let us know <laughs> <laughs> please contact us uh but yeah, I, I've been loving every minute of it and I can't wait for the finale now next oh, week. Same, definitely, yeah. 
Great, so we'll leave you there. Uh, tune in next week for the finale, and I'm sure it's going to be epic. Definitely. Thanks very much for listening. Yep, cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.